You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Now it's time to get cooking. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to CJSR presents High Level Hip Hop. It's a deep dive into Edmonton's hip hop scene and the artists helping shape it. The show takes a unique approach to introducing listeners to the OGs and young bloods of Edmonton's hip hop scene. The show is aimed at those who love local music but might not have had a chance to fall in love with the city's surprisingly diverse hip-hop scene. Each episode features an interview with a local artist, plus a fresh track they recorded at CJSR. Check out episodes with Arlo Maverick, Please Be Nice, and more throughout the season. High Level Hip Hop is produced by CJSR, Edmonton's campus and community radio station. Download it wherever you find podcasts and at highlevelhiphop.transistor.fm. Welcome to Three Kitchens. We say this every time. You know what you're listening to. You know you're on Three Kitchens. <laughs> but we say it anyways. Welcome to Three Kitchens. I'm Heather. I'm here with Aaron and Sarah. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. And we're going to do another recipe. We are back at it and we're having, you know, all the food because we've all missed this. We've hey, missed Heather, it. I noticed on your social media that you went to YYC Milk recently again. I did the ice cream store. Well, you what know, you... it's just down the street from me and I yes. can't really, and my kids love it so much. <laughs> yeah. And they're always like, can we go to milk? Can we go to milk? And I'm like, well, why would I say no? Right. We've, we've talked about this place before, but they've got like such interesting flavors. So which one did you get this time? I had a sorbet that was called Chamango. And I wish I had a better description. Maybe it's on their website. Um, it's a mango sorbet with like mm-hmm. this salty chili sort of sauce in it yeah so interesting was it drizzled on or was it actually integrated into it was like in it but almost like a like a swirl a a thread that ran i don't even know how they make this stuff did you have some too aaron i made it over to milk too oh yay but Ah. i did not take any pictures (laughs) right (laughs) what did you have the same one I did not go for the chimango. I went oh, for the tea. They tea. had oh, a tea-flavored tea one. Again, Heather, maybe we should just look this up. Milk tea. Okay, maybe. I'm on there right now. I will I tell you, so. chimango sorbet is a mango sorbet layered with chamoy sauce, which is a sweet, salty, tangy with a hint of spice. Mm, yum. Slightly spicy. I wouldn't say you'd notice spice right. off the top. Was it good? You'd notice salty, which was a really good compliment to the mango oh i loved it and one of my kids had it and loved it too mm. Mm, so good and what was the one that aaron had i had the milk tea oh here it is it is stronger than yo average this milk tea is hella steeped to bring out its deep and aromatic flavor it's creamy and not overly sweet even your grandma would approve that's the description so i love a strong tea so this was fantastic mm. really tasty i really enjoyed it yeah it's pretty cool how they have like all these different flavors eh? like i mean all the stores like everything's like so unique now mm-hmm. so many so many variations yeah. yeah yeah but but do you want to hear a little bit of a history of ice cream oh yes oh, please 
teach me. I wondered why she was bringing up ice cream. <laughs> I had to. I so we were in the car and the kids were a little angsty, and so I turned on this podcast called Gastropod, and they were talking about ice cream. And I thought they would be interested in this particular episode, would keep them quiet. It did not, but I listened. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this was the, the interesting part about ice cream and the history of ice cream. So there was an Italian scholar, a, a man named, oh no, I, before oh no. I, I, I didn't realize that I had to uh, <laughs> pronounce an Italian name now. Let's go Porta, Porta. His name is something, something Porta. Chiam Battista della Porta. Okay, if it's long enough ago, you just use initials, remember? GD, GDP. 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 GD Porta? Porta. It's probably like Porta. 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 <laughs> Let's go with that. So he started playing around with like cream and salt. And he realized that when you add salt into cream, that it lowers the freezing point. And you can make this sort of ice creamy sort of substance that was delicious. And it, it's not like he invented it, but I think this was like this ongoing, how do we make ice cream, you know, sort of the history of what's happening in the world and how we got to this point where we're going to milk and having these amazing ice creams. So this woman starts reading about ice cream and her name is Lady Anne Fanshawe. And she writes up this recipe that she has been sort of working on and she makes this sort of recipe for ice cream that actually takes off uh -huh. and it's flavored with mace you guys know okay. mace like nutmeg orange flower water which sounds oh. delicious mm -hmm. and something called ambergris which is an essential for ice cream um, for it to actually work this ends up being a way to make ice cream for a long time all over the world so to find out what ambergris is, we have to go to the high seas and we have to meet the sperm whale. And sperm whales eat a lot of squid. Okay. okay. And part of the squid is not digestible, especially the beak part. Oh. So the, all this squid goes into their intestines. Okay. And the digestible part gets digested Makes and sense. the undigestible part then gets vomited out oh. and this substance then washes up on a beach Ew! Oh. and someone decided let's use this for ice cream <laughs> i know why <laughs> why the previously uh, to ice cream this was used in perfumes this was used for some sort of i don't know why i don't know it what sounds like it, it would did. stink right okay but then because it's so briny and salty someone mm -hmm. decided hey let's use this for ice cream to lower the freezing point so i was actually looking up she's saying okay, you know, how do i pronounce ambergris and of course i got sidetracked because i came across uh something from um, the natural history museum of uk who describes what the smell of ambergris is and um, apparently, it's described as possessing a strong fecal smell. Ooh. And then <laughs> the scent is said to be more pleasant once the mass dries out. At this stage, it is often described as musky. And in my head, I was like, who decided that a fecal smelling 
substance then then dries into a musky smelling <laughs> substance will be used for perfume and ice cream yeah <laughs> isn't that the oddest thing yeah yeah very aware <laughs> ever wonder what that musky substance is, that smell is in your perfume maybe maybe it's amber Ooh, grease it's musk uh, whale puke <laughs> ew <laughs> wow <laughs> We should get the uh, milk ladies. Yes, we should. Who make the ice cream. Tell us about this stuff. Come on the show and tell us how how you make ice cream today. So I've made ice cream at home. I have one of those um, ice cream making balls. Have you ever done this before? No, 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 no. Okay, so you can make ice cream like using Ziploc bags or coffee cans. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a machine that I have a fancy ball that you do it with. But what you do is in in an interior compartment, Mm -hmm. you put your cream, your sugar, your flavor, and then you seal it up. And then on the other side of the ball, there's a compartment that you put in ice and salt. Then you kick or shake this ball or again. Yeah, you've got a, it's a, it's a ball. She's outside kicking a ball in the field and they're like, what are you yes, doing, this is what we do. We're making ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> it actually is really fun to bounce up that and is... down on the trampoline with us. Oh. Um, we do a lot of crazy things. Hi. We're Hi. crazy. Hi, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can do this with like two Ziploc bags. The mm. interior Ziploc mm-hmm. bag has your <clears throat> ingredients. The outside has your salt and ice. You have to keep the cream constantly moving. Oh, okay. Um, the ball kind of this happens. And so what I do is after we make the ice cream, like it is super cold. It's amazing. And so once I scrape everything out, because it's never super evenly mixed, because kicking this hard ball around full of yeah. ice cream and, and ice is really uncomfortable. <laughs> you can't really kick it that hard. It's more no. like moving it around with your right, foot. Right, right. And so once I scrape it out, I put it in my stand mixer. I turn that on and then I'll add flavor then. And then I put it into my freezer and then I can scoop it out. So who bought you this ball? Like, oh, you bought it yourself. Bought it yourself. (laughs) But why didn't you just go get an ice cream maker? Yeah, but you plug in the wall and it turns away. Because it's too easy, Because (laughs) it would have to sit on my counter and I don't have the counter space for it. But not for long. Where where does this ball go? On the trampoline. Listen, my kids like to do experiments. I am on board with the crazy crap that we do. I had to give you a hard time. Sorry. (laughs) And if any listeners want to know how to make it without dairy, Mm. we did that in the past episode. That's right. With some success and some not. And there were no whale guts in it. No animal products at all that I remember. I think it was all vegan. It was tasty. Yeah. I should make that so again. Tasty. I would like to enjoy that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good. I, I'm too busy bouncing my ball on the trampoline. I'll get hey, back maybe to you, can you make later, this. ladies. You could probably make that non-dairy stuff in there, too. Probably, yeah. Now I'm just picturing the walkers yeah, making ice cream. Why have we never heard of this before? This is what they're doing. This must be recent. Is this a recent say, purchase? No, we've had it for over a year. <laughs> She's See, been doing it secretly. I'm just See, surprised. This is the gem. This is the gem that happens when I, when you start talking and then I open up about something crazy I do. And then yeah, you but... all come back and judge me. No, we're not judging. We're just <laughs> no. Well, actually, we kind of are. But yeah. actually, you not new are. judgments. We've always known you're a little crazy. Yeah. And that you insist on doing things without electric appliances. 
Yeah, we know this already. See, yeah. when the apocalypse comes, I'm going to be eating ice cream and you're going to be crying. <laughs> and you guys are not, because that's going to be the biggest problem during an apocalypse. I yeah. wish I had some ice cream. <laughs> okay. Ice cream makes everything better. That's true. Okay, well, let's talk about something that's not ice cream, but also very simple. Few ingredients, simple to make. Do you I'm going to suggest... <laughs> No, not a ball. You're going to need some sort of appliance. I am going to make gazpacho. Gazpacho is a, it kind of straddles the line between a drink and a soup. Mm -hmm. It's cold, raw vegetables blended together and chilled and that's it. So it's very simple, but it's the time of year to make this sort of thing because the base of it is tomatoes and it's tomato season here. Oh, is it ever? Yes. And instead of just eating them by the handful, as I've been doing with all my (laughs) cherry tomatoes and I have some slightly bigger ones, but what I've been reading, there's so many conflicting things about gazpacho. Generally the consensus is the smaller, sweeter tomatoes are going to be better than like your beef steak or big tomatoes. So you've got tomatoes, cucumber, garlic, and a pepper called a cubanelle pepper. A cubanelle pepper. Can I? I look never this heard up? of it. I just want to see what Here it even looks like. Here comes the Google. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long green. Sarah just showed us a picture of a cubanelle. It's a long, skinny green. Looks a bit like a jalapeno, oh, but looks like it turns. You can use the red ones oh. too when it turns red. Mm. Okay. Ooh. It's the size of like your palm. Yeah. It looks like a poblano, but mm-hmm. lighter green. Yeah. So I did read that the, the alternative is an Anaheim, which oh, might okay. be easier to find. So mm-hmm. I just have to find the pepper. Mm-hmm. I don't know how hot a Cubanelle pepper is. I think it probably is not super spicy. because no, I don't think big. gazpacho, I think gazpacho is mm-hmm. not a, it's not intended to be spicy. Right. It's just kind of um, like a tomato juice. Yeah, yeah, like a tomato water juice, and it also has sherry vinegar and olive oil, which are important components. Ah. Now there is some uh, argument. <laughs> so I was looking at a recipe on the New York Times cooking cooking dot yes. and the comments are: "This is very authentic." Lots mm. of people saying, "I'm in Spain. This is very authentic." However. <laughs> <laughs> As with most recipes, I think it comes down to personal preference and family tradition. Right. Because some of those people say, I'm, I'm from the Andalusian area, or whatever you call it, Andalusia of Spain, which is where it's originated. And we do not put bread in it. Other people say we always put bread in it. Mm. Oh, and like just, blend it in. Yeah, just the white of the bread, not the crust. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you would yeah, take yeah. the inside of like a baguette or something yeah, like yeah, a day, yeah. kind of slightly stale right soak it a little bit not for long i don't think and then you put that in which makes it creamy and so some people say you absolutely must and other people say do not put bread in my gazpacho (laughs) what the fuck like (laughs) i might try it both ways yeah i like the bread idea yeah see what we think it will like thicken it and cream it up with its glutinous properties right yeah Yes, what so I other think. people so... say you don't like it's creamy enough on its own just from the vegetables and olive oil. And also the recipe called for an onion and all the most of the people who have either tried it or have their own gazpacho recipe say no onion. No because, onion. Oh. Because it can be quite 
intense, a raw okay. onion, mm -hmm. um, and it can overpower the other flavors. So, so this is not cooked? Nope. Oh, okay. So, oh, I see. Raw vegetables in a blender, the vinegar yeah. and the bread, if you're doing the bread, it's yeah. all blended till it's smooth. And then you pour, slowly drizzle in olive oil, like an emulsion, Ooh. which is, should be what makes it creamy. That's what you the... could do this with a whisk. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, I had to say it. I had to say it. I had to say it. No. <laughs> This sounds so this sounds really delicious. And I mean, I've had gazpacho as how do you say gazpacho? Gazpacho um, before, but it also sounds really easy. I know, right? I've like never had seems... this before. Okay, I've had it as a almost like a shot, like just like a little before a meal. Oh, when right. we were in, when like I was in Spain. Yeah, many years ago. <laughs> but the, so some people would have it like a drink, kind mm -hmm. of like an appetizer, and then other people would put it in a small bowl and put right. top and like say chop up some of those veggies mm. put them on top yes and, and eat it with a spoon so right. i think maybe we'll do it both ways mm -hmm. and see what we like mm -hmm. i like v8 juice so does that count as gazpacho <laughs> and i don't yeah v, like v8 <laughs> i suppose i suppose it, but i mean v8 juice is a lot of other different kinds of vegetables like, like celery, celery and, and all yeah. that stuff right there's a gazillion different recipes right. and some people do like it chunky like right. don't blend it quite as much or add some chopped veggies at the end to right. kind of give it texture yeah. you also see it made with like without tomatoes with cucumbers and basil or something like that yeah. and I, like i've seen watermelon Ooh. gazpacho oh yes like, yeah, all yeah, that kinds makes sense. of all kinds right. of it's basically just raw vegetables but blended yeah. and chilled it has to be cold chilled, when you right drink or eat it very nice very so it seems smart. like it'll be very simple a good way to use some of those fresh garden veggies mm -hmm. we'll give it a try and we yes, will decide sounds... if it needs bread or not yes. <laughs> to make this and have this so that when the kids come to us you yeah. know 30 minutes before dinner and they're like oh i'm starving I'm yeah. Hungry. Uh. yeah like here yeah. have this as a little appetizer put it out on the table when the kids come and complain num sure, num num glass of vegetables them yeah for like a few minutes it'll start their appetite like you mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. and then by the time they get to the dinner table they haven't ruined their dinner they've just had some vegetables man our kids are spoiled and they don't even know it <laughs> they don't when i came and said i was hungry my mommy would make me a little amused dish with bread <laughs> I just wanted cookies, but I got gazpacho. <laughs> this episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Welcome back. Here we are. We have eaten gazpacho. Yep. Delicious gazpacho. Eaten, drank. I'm not exactly sure how you want to slurp. Describe it. Yes, yeah. slurp. Definitely slurped it. Our gazpacho. And I made it two ways for you. Yes. I gave you two. I had to label it, though, because it was really hard to tell the difference once it, it was. It was, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So 
My inspiration is from a recipe called Best Gazpacho from the New York Times Cooking, New York Times, NYT.com slash cooking. I don't know what it is. Don't worry about it because I changed it as I made it. So you don't need to reference that unless you really love New York Times and you want to go look. So two pounds of tomatoes. I had a combination of cherry tomatoes and ones that I can't remember the name of that are like a medium size, kind of small-ish but like a slicing tomato. These are things I'm growing in my garden. So that's what I collected. Mm-hmm. One large cucumber that I got at the farmer's market. It's the kind you got to peel, not like an English cucumber, mm-hmm. but one of those bigger, fatter cucumbers. I don't know if it has a name. A bigger, fatter cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's you a bigger, it. fatter kind. That's all it is. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> the recipe uh, calls for a cubanelle pepper, yeah. but I could not find that. And the option... Mm-hmm. something very similar is an Anaheim and that's what I bought which is pretty big it's like bigger than the length of my hand mm-hmm. it's quite a large green pepper but it's mild so I think I would think any mild pepper would be uh fine in this I used one of those about four cloves of garlic I used mm-hmm. the whole bulb from I pulled it out of my garden and used it fresh but mine grow pretty small so okay. I would say that's kind of to taste if right. you like garlicky, which we do. Mm-hmm. Um, use a little more. If you're not so big a fan of garlic, maybe use a little less. Right. Then the recipe called for two teaspoons of sherry vinegar. I couldn't find sherry vinegar. I don't know why that was not in the grocery store. So oh, I no. used uh, apple cider vinegar. I think use whatever vinegar you like. Listen, mm-hmm. this is the MacGyver talking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about half a cup of olive oil. Mm-hmm. I believe. Did you put the skins in of the tomatoes or were they? I did t- core and take out the majority of the seeds from the okay. larger tomato that I had and the cherry tomatoes just went in as they were. Cool. Okay. Thank you. And the pepper as well. Chop the stem bit, take out the seeds in the membrane, rough chop it. So I put all of that, the whole recipe in my blender. I think I had to do it in like two batches because um, my blender was like, okay. <laughs> this is like hard to do. Um, but once it got going, it blended fairly smooth. Okay. Then, as I said in the first half, some people in the comment, I really looked at the comments because people, Oh yes. I love when they'll say, oh, this is totally authentic to, to, I grew up in that area and it's really authentic. And then the next person says, I grew up in that area and we yeah. change it this way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's Ooh. exactly authentic. I think it depends what you like right some people said they include bread yes not the crust but the white part inside the bread so i had a loaf of french bread and i took a couple of slices pulled out the just the bread from the inside Mm -hmm. and i sprinkled the vinegar instead of adding because i like a little extra vinegar anyways Mm -hmm. the vinegar on the bread so the the half of it when i split it in half then i kept half of it in the blender i threw the bread in yeah that had been soaked in a little bit of vinegar. Not, it's mm-hmm. not totally soaked because it's only a little bit of vinegar, like right. a teaspoon or whatever. And I blended that one again with the bread. I hope this is making sense. I feel like I'm all over yeah. the place. No, no, that makes I'm sense. I'm following you. Okay, so then that that was it. That's all you do with it. You just mm-hmm. and then you chill it. You want it to be cold when you serve it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can put toppings on, like chop up a few more of your tomatoes and cucumbers. Drizzle some olive oil on top, sprinkle with salt or pepper if you like. 
I even had, when I had it, I even sprinkled a little bit of the juice from my salted lemon jar um, on top. The zhuzh it up. Zhuzh it up. And that was really tasty. I have to say, I should have just right from the start, but I'd already delivered to you and everything. And it was like later and I thought, Meh, whatever you guys can, I'm sure you'll figure that out. <laughs> I think we'll be making it again. So it's, uh, yeah, good to know. I'd love to hear what you thought and if you had a preference between bread or no bread. Yeah. She did. You I did. did. <laughs> Go for I, it. Okay. I definitely, there was one that I liked way better than Ooh. the other, which I found it interesting that the only difference was the bread. I wasn't a fan of the one with the bread. I liked just the vegetables. I don't know. It was cleaner tasting yeah. or something. Like mm -hmm. it just, it was fresher. It just felt I don't know. I, it was the, the much better one. Although I did like taking, cause you packed a piece of bread. I tore that bread up and I dipped it into the, to the gazpacho. Mm -hmm. Sarah, how about you? Same, same. I, I wouldn't say it wasn't my favorite. Like it, they both tasted great. I preferred the cleaner, the, just, just the, um, the vegetables in there. And same, it was nice to sort of dip your bread in. I felt like the one with the bread had a, aftertaste that aftertaste. I was like oh interesting I, I really like I really noticed a difference because mm -hmm. they looked almost the same mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is fun but here was the exciting thing is I gave some to my kids mm -hmm. and they loved it and I'm like yes this is like vitamin c in a little cup like it's yeah. it's like so, a salad in a cup. yeah oh it was so yummy such a great summer a warm weather appetizer or yeah I don't think you'd want a huge bowl of it. No. I think that acidity in the tomato would be too much if you yes. had a big bowl. But yeah. for a little cup and like really cold, I thought yeah. like it hit the spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. I actually preferred the one with bread. You did? Okay. I'm the weird one. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this. this I didn't think there part. was a huge difference. Like to hear Erin say she thought they were vastly different. I'm like, really? I really did. I thought I they were very different. I didn't think they were crazy different. You could tell the difference for sure. I liked that little bit thicker, creamier right. um, aspect to the one with the bread, which mm -hmm. is the point. That's what people said mm -hmm. is if you wanted a bit sort of creamy and thicker, more substantial, add the bread. Yeah. And I guess I liked it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were both good. I, I don't think I would have passed on either of them, but... I, I just I think I was expecting that very clean, mm -hmm. light flavor. So that was my preference without the bread. Yeah, my kids tried it too. So mm -hmm. it was it was a win all around. Yeah, yeah, my kids liked it too. Yeah, it's super easy. And especially if you've got some veggies that you need to use up, like sometimes the tomatoes, yeah. like it's okay if the tomatoes are starting to look a little wrinkly, you know, mm -hmm. on the outside, just it's going to be all blended up anyways, mm -hmm. right? Not that you want mushy tomatoes or anything, but no, but you need to use them up. Hit yeah. them at their optimal ripeness. Mm -hmm. Right. How long does this last in the fridge? Did they say? I mean, ours is done really quickly, but I know it was eaten up real quick. I think about a week, a week. maybe five, oh. four or five days, like, right. And then like Aaron had said before, have some in your fridge and just like, pour it out before dinner or that's when the what, kids are like i'm hungry before that's, supper that's what we yeah. did is we did it as a little like let's get our appetite started mm -hmm. right we, yeah i can see why it's like a sort of a traditional appetizer mm -hmm. type of thing 
the olive oil is really important. A, a few of the comments said that you need to be able to taste it. it needs to be like quality. It sh you should actually taste olive. I don't know that mine, I can't even remember what brand I've got at the moment. I don't know that mine was like that. Mm -hmm. I think you could probably have a better quality olive oil and you'd maybe taste the difference. Mm. Or maybe even one of those like flavored olive oils might be yummy in there too to kind of like. And drizzle it on top at the end. Yeah. I did like the salted lemon on there. It was really, gave it a little kick. Well, it just makes everything better. So It does. It just does. Let's be honest. And the pepper is so mild. I almost, I wanted a little, I, mean, I would have liked mm -hmm. a little heat maybe. But it just sounds like bit. you can basically yeah. put anything in here and make it to your liking, right? It's obviously. Yeah, I think you could. And there's tons of different recipes with different variations on uh, veggies or fruit or whatever you like. Oh, with fruit too. Like oh, a watermelon, right, strawberry, right. Yeah, gazpacho, yeah, yeah. cucumber, basil. I have watermelon and strawberries mm -hmm. in my house right now. I think the kids mm. would love that. It's a bit more like a smoothie, maybe less like a gazpacho, but that just sounds like, yeah, a delicious. So, but is smoothie. the watermelon Ooh. strawberry, is that traditional or is that just like a take on like a one? Okay. I think it's probably a take on it, but I'm not sure. That's cool. I think traditional is right. a, it's a tomato base. There you go. Easy. Not Sarah simple, Heather simple, which means it is actually really, really simple. I just said Anything I liked goes. your food. Why do you have to like throw me? I'm just, just teasing. <laughs> why'd you have to? Why'd you have to play me like that? <sighs> anyway, that was quick. That was a quick one. So everybody go make some gazpacho, blend it up. You could probably do it in smaller. If you don't have two pounds of tomatoes, just use what you got. doesn't matter the, really the ratio. Thanks for our vitamin C shot. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. It's like a salad smoothie. <laughs>